You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. I am your host, Nathan Sather, and I'm joined here by my wonderful co-host, Tom O'Keefe. Hello, Tom. Good morning, and it's a beautiful day here, isn't it? It's a beautiful day. We've had an extended spring, and we're grateful for it, but not as much as we're grateful for our next two guests in this segment. Uh, we're going to be joined by Kayla Cross, who is a TPUSA faith representative for the North Dakota area. Uh, if you're also listening in Wyoming, uh, she's also your um, representative down there as well. So hope that we have some Wyoming listeners that will benefit from this as well. And then Pastor Paul Letvin, he is a pastor at Submerged Church here in Fargo. Uh, and he's actually going through the, I guess, programming is the, maybe the right word, the educational uh, information that's put out there with a group at his parish. So they're here to talk to us about that. Pa uh, Pastor Paul and Kayla, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having us. Thanks for having us. And so if we just, we'll start with Kayla, just to make that a little simple as possible. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, what got you into this ministry, and a little bit of your love for Jesus. Yeah, so I grew up as a pastor's kid. Uh, my dad's been a pastor since I was like two years old, um, pastoring in two different small churches. So I got to see the ins and outs of what it takes um, to be in pastoral ministry. And it's not an easy job. There's a lot of sacrifice involved, a lot of time, preparation, um, and giving of oneself to serve um, the church. So I got to see that growing up firsthand, and then um, in college, I went to Frontier School of the Bible in Wyoming and uh, got a good foundation there in biblical training um, and studied specifically in music ministry, um, and now my husband and I serve at our local church in youth ministry and music ministry, which is just a blessing to be able to do what we studied in college. Um, and I live in Lolo, Montana now, which is uh, nearby where my husband grew up. So we kind of came back to his neck of the woods. Um, my parents are in Wyoming, so I do enjoy going back to visit them. Um, and I worked at a veterinary clinic for my father-in-law for six years. And then in August, I was able and blessed to take the position as a faith representative for Turning Point USA um, in the faith department. And so I get to serve churches and pastors um, across Montana, Wyoming, and North Dakota. And it was tough at first, but it's been a huge blessing. Um, and just being able to be in an organization uh, that really holds to my values and my beliefs and being a part of that um, and helping pastors and churches to uh, really take a stand for truth, um, for good, um, has been awesome. And uh, I was just in North Dakota last weekend and in, Fargo, in the Fargo area, got to work with Pastor Paul a lot. Um, and Nathan, you were at our little pastor's gathering as well, which was a great opportunity. And I just had a really great time in Fargo. Um, it was awesome to be with everyone and to see the area had, had not been there before. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of why I'm here, I guess. Uh, because I, I hold to the same values that Turning Point USA and the Faith Department um, is promoting and hold to. Pastor Paul? Yeah, uh, just a quick synopsis of myself. I, I, I gave my life to Jesus uh, when I was nine years old. Uh, I had a fear of going to hell. Uh, if, if I were to die, you know, why would a young boy like that be afraid of going to hell? And then um, I uh, asked Jesus to be my Savior. We started going to a 
a church that was uh, pre- preaching that truth. And then, um, goodness sakes, I, 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 I did get a degree in, in music education uh, to start with it, from the University of North Dakota. And I taught music for seven years, but then throughout that time, uh, it was the spring semester of my, my freshman year of, of college, so that would have been uh, spring of 2002, where I felt the Lord put it on my heart that he wanted me to be a, a pastor, a leader in the church someday, and went and told my, my, pa- my, my pastor that, who had been teaching me Sunday school since I was nine years old, and he said, Paul, you don't know how long I've been waiting for you to come and tell me that. And I was like, oh, really? Well, he said, yeah, I've seen your heart for the Lord, you're always attentive, memorizing your verses every week, et cetera. And, and uh, yeah, so I guess God's just kind of had me in his sights ever since I was a young boy. And, uh, and then we, we had an in-house pastor training program. I didn't have any formal seminary training, but we had an in-house one. I, I tell people it's like uh, seminary homeschooling, you know, so, so we had our own in-house program. It's called uh, Great Commission Leadership Institute. And I went through that, but then there's also a character part. Uh, the, the way our church organization does things is they, they take the character qualities listed in First Timothy 3 and Titus 1, and then they formulated a character test with 24 different uh, questions, or 24 different areas, and under each area there's, there's four questions. And if one doesn't get a positive rating of three out of four in all of those 24 areas, you fail the character test. So it took me a number of years to, to, <laughs> to get through that. So just to, to summarize, you know, so I was about... Uh, Let's see, I would have just turned 19 when I felt God put it on my heart to be a pastor. And it wasn't until I was 30, uh, gr- Groundhog Day, February 2nd, 2014, where I, when I was ordained as a pastor, when they finally felt like I was, I was ready character-wise. Uh, and then they shipped me off to Fargo, and now I've been here since um, we had our first service in September of 2014 with Submerged Church. And, and I've been happy to join with, with many other like-minded people, other pastors, uh, Catholics on the sidewalk doing uh, pro-life advocacy, things like that. Yeah, and more, even more importantly than all that, your wife and family. Tell us about oh, that. Oh, yes, goodness <laughs> sakes. I, I have a, a lovely wife, and it's, I'm glad you mentioned that, Nathan, because, you know, when, when my wife and I, even before we started our courting, dating relationship, whatever you want to call it, I, I told her, I said, you know, uh, there might be a day where God calls me to be a pastor. I might have to move to a different city. I might have to move to a different country. And if that's not something for you, then uh, I'm not your guy. But she, she said, mm. nope, I'm okay with that. And then sure enough, you know, we, we did move from Grand Forks to Fargo. Not, not a huge sacrifice, but uh, in fact, <laughs> a I, blessing. I, I, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think we've benefited more than if you follow college sports, <laughs> a blessing. <laughs> Oh, it's, it certainly has been a blessing living here. We've loved it. And uh, we're, we're very blessed with, with five children. Um, they're uh, ages nine, seven, five, three, and, and nine months. And my wife is just a, a dear woman. She homeschools. Uh, she, she's uh, uh, g- given up you know, a full-time career in physical therapy. She does have her doctorate in physical therapy, but she has taken that role of a, of a stay-at-home mom. Uh, homeschooling, and, and then she does do some PRN work, at, you know, like once a month for physical therapy. But so I'm very blessed to have a, a wonderful family and a wife who supports everything I do. I, I loved it when I met you. You said you had a, a Proverbs 31 wife. I thought that was great. That's, amen, uh, amen. Yeah, she she certainly is, and and especially you know, there's that there's the verse that says you know her husband is known at the gates. You know, and I've been able to be. Uh, very involved in the community, you know, people are getting to know me, and I wouldn't be able to do that if, if she wasn't willing to stay home with, with the kids. Yep, yep, bless her. So, uh, talking about being a, a citizen of a place other than necessarily here, one of my favorite Christians of all time, and one I kind of partially named my son after, is um, Thomas More. 
And he had a quote at the end of his life where he said, I, I die the king's good servant, but God's first. So there were just certain things he couldn't go along with because they went against his biblical citizenship or his mm-hmm. heavenly citizenship. So mm-hmm. starting with you, Pastor Paul, how does that verse kind of resonate with you and the benefit that your parish has received from the help you've received from TPUSA Faith? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. You know, we, we are... Uh, citizens, you know, of, of this country, we need to be subject to rulers, etc. However, we're first and foremost kingdom citizens, you know, and just as Peter and the disciples said in, in Acts 5.29, you know, we, we must obey God rather than men. And I think we're at a time in, in history and in our nation where obviously we, we as Christians see things that are happening in this nation that go against Christianity, that go against our morals, things that are being promoted and legalized, etc. And, and that's where we as Christians have the obligation and duty to stand on God's law and truth as opposed uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to man's. And, and I, I think that's part of what TPUSA Faith is, is about. It's, it's empowering Christians, churches, pastors to, to stand up in, in a civil way. You know, there is a time for peaceful civil disobedience uh, when we need to, to go against commands that are going against God's law. And, and I think, you know, not that we're looking to start, uh, <laughs> you know, riots and things like that, but uh, we, we do need to stand up for our faith, as, as many people throughout the Bible did. You know, the Hebrew midwives said, no, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to kill these uh, male Hebrews that are be, being born. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, we're not going to bow down to that statue. You know, there's plenty of examples uh, of that throughout Scripture. Yep, yep. Kayla? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, we're really not here to start riots. <laughs> it's not our hope. <laughs> like, you, like you mentioned. Maybe, maybe you know, candlelit vigils. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our hope is just that Christians... Um, will not bend to the culture. Um, you know, we, we see a lot going on, and, you know, Pastor Paul's mentioned a few times, and, and you as well, just the abortion industry and um, the pro-life movement. And, um, you know, we really just want to see Christians be strong on biblical truth um, and fight for good, because we're living in a culture where people are calling good evil and evil good. Um, so we as Christians and many Catholics are being called evil, um, for standing on biblical truth, um, when the reality is God's law, God's truth is good. And what the world tries to say is not necessarily good. Um, if it's going against or not standing on God's word, then it's not good. And so we, we want to help pastors, we want to help churches, we want to help Christians, um, and by providing resources and different things, and Pastor Paul will probably talk a little bit about that in a minute, but um, yeah, we want to help Christians to stand on God's truth, not compromise because, you know, they want to be liked by the culture. Um, we respond and we're responsible to God first and foremost. And so um, that's what we want to help promote. Okay. So uh, I did, we only have a minute left, so my question sure. is going to be too long, Nathan. Right, so let's. Right. Uh, well, and I, well, and I just appreciate both of you mentioning that because that's exactly what I want for my own kids, right? Like, I've got 10 kids, and what I want for them most of, most of all, of everything else, is to know what's the truth and to follow that truth and to have the courage when you need to to ask God for the grace to actually follow through on that courage and live a whole yeah. holistic life. Absolutely. And so when, when, when I see something like what you guys provide here in Fargo just a couple weeks ago, I definitely wanted to help people understand it and mm. and. And if they participate or not, that's, you know, sometimes God doesn't call right. everyone to the same thing. 
but it does yep. make them aware of these things and, and to help them because that's the culture that we are going to have our grandkids live in and whatnot. Yep. So yeah. we'll come back a little bit that. Tom will take over and ask a few questions on the other side of the break. Absolutely. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Yeah, I've been listening to Catholic Radio, <clears throat> starting out in Seattle, uh, Sacred Heart Radio. Had a had a long commute, and you know, searching through the stations, kind of came up upon Catholic Radio, and you know, people were asking a lot of questions that I had, and I was able to kind of passively listen to all the different responses and ponder those, and kind of carry on a conversation <laughs> with the radio in my car, and and then proceed to look things up further as I as I learned about it. So, so I have a lot of favorites, um, did a lot for me in my life and continues to um, really like Catholic Answers and all the uh, different themed hours they have where people can call in and ask virtually anything, um, like Crest in the Afternoon, getting that uh, Catholic perspective um, on, the, on the news for the day and all that's going on. Um, you know, and I, I could go on and on, uh, like all the programs. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. You're listening across the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Nathan Sather. I'm your host today, being joined by Tom O'Keefe, and we're here in the Fargo studio. And we want to get to as many things as possible, so we're going to get right into it at the end of the segment. Go ahead, Tom. Paul, um, you know, I started doing some research on TPUSA today, because honestly, I hadn't heard of it before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what I found is, like so many things in society today, um, there's... Um, it doesn't appear to be a secularly popular <laughs> thing. You know, when you go online and start, start looking and stuff, yep. and, you know, and, and hearing the two of you talk today, I'm thinking, oh, man, this is, this is something we need to hear more about. So where should a guy go? How can a guy find out what this is really all about? Well, I tell you what, uh, what, what really got my attention first was when Charlie Kirk came here to Fargo last, last summer. He spoke at the Avalon, and, 
And at that point, they were just on the cusp of getting TPUSA Faith started. So, uh, so that's probably one important thing to, I mean, a lot of people have heard of Turning Point USA. You know, they, they re reach out to college campuses primarily, not necessarily Christian, but then now there's the TPUSA Faith branch where people are realizing that really the only organization left that has any chance of turning this nation around and bringing it back to the Christian nation that it was meant to be is, is the church. And, and, and they see that. So, so Christians have got to rise up and that's what TPUSA faith is all about. And so I, so I uh, went online and uh, put my email in. This was before TPUSA faith was even official, but then I got contacted, uh, met a guy, did a couple of video calls, you know, once again, it was the very beginnings. So it wasn't, you know, totally solid yet. But then I, then I got a call back in the beginning of August and they said, Hey, you know, we're doing this pastor summit down in uh, Coronado beach, California. Would you want to come? I was like, well, and, and this was like three days before the conference. They had it. They had an opening slot. I was like, Oh man. And they said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover everything. We'll even give you $500 towards a travel uh, stipend. And I was like, man, this, this is too good to turn down. <laughs> anyway, so, so that's, that's really how, what, what really grabbed me was being at this pastor's summit. It was the first annual one and seeing so many other like-minded uh, pastors, priests that were there, you know, people that say, Hey, we're, we're not going to just cave back and say that the church isn't essential. We're not, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to stand up for our first amendment rights to be able to, to meet peacefully, et cetera. And it was just so refreshing and encouraging to see other like-minded pastors like that. There was, there was well over uh 400, I think, and, uh, you know, uh, pastors, spouses, priests, et cetera. And um, after being there, I thought, okay, this, it's, it's time to, to join the battle here and really get serious about this. And that's where I met, uh, you know, Kayla Cross, the representative uh, who, who oversees North Dakota and, and uh, have been in contact with her since. And yeah, so it's really just a matter of uh, anyone else out there listening that wants to get involved. Uh, you just go to, uh, is it, I think it's tp, tpfaith.com and you yep. can, you can register, subscribe, and then they'll get you on their contact list. And then that's probably the, the, the first step in getting involved. Okay, Cause yep. uh, I have to admit as, as I drive around town, there's to me, there's sometimes a genuine sadness as I, I, I think about where we're at in the world today. And I drive around town and I see church, 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 church. <laughs> there, there's all these churches, but we, we, it's, we're allowing ourselves to be, to be rolled over. And we don't, we're not one. And this seems to me like there might be an opportunity to, for us to make that, that baby step into that place where we can be one and, and, and have that voice again. Say a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I've already been working with, um, you know, a couple other churches in town with different events that we've had, you know, in regard to this, just, you know, we need to be um, get, getting Christians to put their faith into action. You know, we're, com we're commanded to be salt and light uh, in the community, you know, and, and Jesus says, you are the, you're the light of the world. He didn't say you're the light of the church. He said, you're the light of yeah. the world. And I think mm -hmm. it's so important for us as Christians to realize that, hey, we can't just be showing up on Sunday mornings and acting all Christian, Christian-y, and then the rest of the week, we're really not doing anything. We need to be active in the community. And that's what TPUSA Faith is all about. It's, it's about um, uh, getting Christians to be engaged in what's going on in the community. It, it's, it's equipping them by encouraging them to study things like the biblical citizenship uh, course. There's a course called Biblical Citizenship in Modern America, where TPUSA Faith has partnered with Patriot Academy and just really giving uh, Christians a good foundation of what of what this country was founded on so that they can engage in intellectual conversations with people that are attacking our nation and attacking our faith and then um, and just being empowered and of course we we need the Holy Spirit for that I'm, I'm uh, studying to be a, a deacon in, in the church and it, and it's as you say this I'm thinking I can't believe this but we're actually practicing having discussions that this is where we've come in society that we're so superficial that we can't even have discussions in it. And they have to train me as a deacon 
how to have a deep discussion with somebody. And, and I have to sadly say that's kind of where I'm at, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, Caleb, Pastor Paul mentioned the biblical citizenship class that you guys offer as a as a as a material need for for folks to do this either at their parish or in their communities. Can you talk a little bit about that? And then, Pastor Paul, if you could back up after her about how it's blessed and impacted your parishioners. Yeah, so we offer it for free for anyone who wants to utilize it through us, um, and they would just contact me, and I can get them the books that they need. Um, and the video recordings, uh, the videos are about an hour and a half long each, and it's an eight-week course. Um, but we can adjust it for each group of people. You know, if there's a small group of Christians or, or friends that you have that um, you want to connect with and get together and go to someone's house, you know, that's what Pastor Paul and his uh, church family do, is they gather at someone's house and they watch the video. Um, they do half of a video and then discussion time. And it's really neat to just hear um, different angles. Everyone comes at things from a different point of view. Um, and so the discussion time is really beneficial and helpful um, to really determine how to engage um, and also get other people's viewpoints and thoughts and think outside of the box. Um, but yeah, it's a free resource, so you can contact me if you're interested in that, and I would be happy to get that for you. Um, whoever you might be out there listening, if you're in North Dakota, Wyoming, uh, you know, get a hold of me, and I'd love to help you uh, start that journey. And how how would they contact you, Kayla? Yeah, so email is Kayla K A Y L A dot cross C R O S is in Sam S is in Sam at tpfaith dot com, or you can call me or text me. My phone number is nine seven zero. And we'll put those out again in a little bit, make sure people driving get a chance to hear them. And and I think we can put them on the the site too later when they have the the podcast that's put up. So Perfect. That'd be great. Yeah, the the biblical citizenship class has has been a huge blessing to to our congregation. We've we've only uh, finished the first two weeks, but like Kayla said, there is the option where we can split the weeks in half, and that's what works best for us with people's schedules, et cetera. And so, so we're, we're through the first two weeks, but we've had four sessions. But I've got to tell you, I've, I've never seen our, our people just so encouraged and empowered. I mean, every, every time we watch, uh, you know, the, 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 the teachings, people, you know, I, I look around the room and, you know, eyes are wide, like, wow, I never knew that before. You know, we're, we're learning all these mm-hmm. things. For, for example, there's, uh, in the first week, uh, Kirk Cameron talks about, uh, the National Monument to the Forefathers. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of people listening right now are, what is that? Well, yeah, guess I, what? I don't know. It, it's it's an 81 foot tall granite statue in Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, and it's and it's been there since. Uh, I mean, I think it was like 1889 is when it was officially commissioned. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that have no idea. But it it basically is yep. the blueprint for uh, how this nation was founded, how we must have faith first. That's, that's the largest statue on top. And then after that comes morality, education, law, and then finally liberty. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. If, if, mm-hmm. you, if you want to have a little more glimpse of what I'm talking about, uh, Kirk Cameron put a movie out called Monumental, where he, he leads up to this, to this statue, uh, the National Monument to the Forefathers. But, you know, it, it reveals this rich Christian history that so many people don't know about. You know, and like, like the Hoosiers, why, why are the Hoosiers called the Hoosiers? You know, nobody knows. Well, there was, there was a, an African-American evangelist who was sharing the gospel, and people started, you know, coming to Christ, and then they are following him, and then they moved out to that Indiana area, and they said, oh, those are the Hoosiers, you know. And, I mean, so there's, there's so many tidbits of information that, that 
have been erased out of especially the public school history, um, if if not some of the private. But it's it's absolutely fascinating. So was his last name Hoosier? Is yeah, that... Harry Harry Hoosier. Yep, oh, he was okay. he was an African African American evangelist, and he, and even John Adams, one of our forefathers, said. Harry Hoosier is the best orator that I've ever heard, e- even above Patrick Henry. You know, yeah. and most people have never even heard of him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and then when I hear you talk about these things, I think about my, my mom's area growing up. And, you know, she was Catholic, and there were obviously many kids that grew up in Kensal, North Dakota. And I remember being very, very small and mom telling me, like, you didn't go to the Lutheran kids' birthday parties. They didn't come to our birthday parties. You didn't go to the Methodist birthday parties. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who it was at, at the event. Maybe it was Adam. I can't remember. Mentioned that, you know, if we don't start coming together as here's a church, there's a church, there's yep. a church. When yep. you drive down the street in Fargo, we'll all come together eventually. Uh, it'll most likely be in jail. <laughs> yep. and, yeah. And we can talk about those things in jail. And so I, I just feel like as a father, the thing that makes me the most angry is when my kids are fighting, right? And we've done a very good job of not coming together as God's family. And I think this is the opportunity God's allowing. Like, oh, Amen. okay, here's an opportunity yeah. for you to realize you're my kids again while you're not quite so comfortable as you used to be, you know, in my mom's mm-hmm. era. And so I, I just feel like we've got a land filled with great opportunities to remind us all of our citizenship, not being quote unquote earthly, and yet being mm-hmm. something that brings us together by a providential father who loves us. And we can drive down the street and, and see church and see church and mm-hmm. see church, but now we need to see church people, <laughs> yep. so to speak. Yeah. And so, you know, I would like to see people participate in this so that we get that idea that we aren't beholden to the state. We aren't beholden to these things. We're beholden right. to a God who provides for us and loves us and wants mm-hmm. us to be together. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I really do think, you know, one neat thing about this is we're an interdenominational organization. You know, we work with every denomination. And so well, I do get to see, you know, people from different denominations um, coming together to fight for the same cause, which is the cause of the gospel, the cause of truth. Um, and it's, it's awesome. It's exciting. And I hope that we get to see more and more and more of it. Um, and the time is now to do so. But I think, yep. like you said, Nathan, you know, it, this can only make God glad that we're coming together, you know, letting go, or not letting go, but just putting aside the, the small differences that we have um, in the name of the gospel. Yep. You know, that's the thing that unites us all. Yeah, majoring on the majors and minoring on the minors. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yep. tpfaith.com, Kayla's email address mm-hmm. is kayla.cross at tpfaith.com. Uh, her yep. number, 970-819-4803. Pastor mm-hmm. Paul and Kayla, we thank you for your time that you spent with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thank you so much, Nathan. Yeah, thank you. having us. Yep, thanks so much for having us. Really an honor to be here. And we'll come back on the other side with talk with Father Ermer about some of the historical and biblical values that come from our belief in the Eucharist. So we're looking forward to hearing that. You'll hear that on the other side of this break. You're listening to Real Presence Live across the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 